0: Oh, I do like to be beside the seaside I do like to be beside... Dookie? Yes? I've heard something What have you heard? Well, you know what I've heard something Because you told me, innit?
1: Oh, so you're going to remind me of something I told you... Yeah,
0: I heard it because you told me. Right. I've upset the Billy Ritchie, haven't I?
1: A recent Dukey Radio Show guest, Billy Ritchie, the man who invented prog.
0: Yeah, he invented that frog rock, didn't he? yes. And I love him and he's such a natty dresser, isn't he?
1: He certainly is a very smart man. And he's man. very
0: gorgeous. He's lovely. And he's mad at me, isn't he?
1: He is upset. Um, on the last Dookie radio show, you were very open about your adoration for John Hastings' And uh, his pink pants. Is he
0: the one with the pink man eggs? Yes. Yeah, but he's got lovely pink man pant eggs. He, he?
1: certainly does, yes. But
0: that don't mean that I don't love the Billy Ritchie, because I don't know, he might wear some pink man panties as well, and I haven't seen him, although I would love to see them. If he wanted to show me his pink man eggs Dookie, I would be more than happy. I'm happy to, to make
1: contact everybody. with Billy Ritchie, and, well, we'll see what... Father Christmas brings you.
0: Oh, I would love to see. And you know what? That Roy, me Roy, he don't, he don't mind neither. You want to know why?
1: You have an open relationship.
0: I don't know what that is—an open relationship. But anyway, because he loves the Gloria Annie Annie. But now he's also all hot for that Carol Vorder person.
1: Carol Vorderman. Are you being PC by? Called the Carol Vorderperson.
0: Vorderperson. She's the one
1: that does the Canton. a Dutch name. Uh, she used to be on Countdown.
0: She does the Canton instead. Now stuff. she's
1: just on television in a jungle.
0: Yeah, Roar's watching with, that with one with the, with the jungly jungle legs. Yes. And he says that he really loves seeing Carol Vorderman's bush, isn't he? Because she's in the jungle where there's. Seeing
1: Carol Vorderman in the bush. She
0: loves saying Carol Vorderperson's bush.
1: Vorderman's That's bush. That's
0: what he says because in the jungle apparently there's a lot of bush on show. That's what he says.
1: There's a lot of, yes.
0: So it's okay that I love the Billy Ritchie, right? And I would really love to see his pink man, pink ace. Because me Roy is every night is with the care of all the person in a bush.
1: I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out Of Here is on our television screens here in Britain, yes. and your other half, Roy, is a bit of a fan.
0: Yes, and, and you've been the seaside, and that's why I'm singing about seaside, is it? D-K? Yes, Brighton
1: on the East Sussex yes. coast features yes. heavily mm-hmm. in this yes. episode of the Dookie mm-hmm. Radio Show.
0: I do like to be behind the seaside. I do like to be beside the sea.
1: Hello, 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 hello. With me in the studio, Sylvia Silversmith. Hello. And Marsha McDonald.
2: Yeah, what up, peeps?
1: This episode is entitled Yogurt A Cockring and Bob's Balls.
2: It's a good title, Dickie.
1: It's not quite as rude as one may think it is at face value. It sounds very rude indeed. Marsha and myself.
2: Sylvia as you very well know went to Brighton. I'm very jealous and I've heard about Bob and Bob sounds wonderful with his balls. Indeed two and sometimes three. In his mouth. Yes. I hear yes. More about that
1: later. Yes. You Sylvia were deep in the Midlands doing all kinds of worky worky things. I've
2: the Midlands a lot lately, Dookie.
1: It's your home away from home.
2: It's my home away from home. The Bull Ring is a place that I know intimately. A shopping epicentre in the middle of Birmingham. Yes, and you can get a good pretzel there. Really? All about the pretzels. All about the pretzels.
1: John Hastings on the last Dookie radio show
2: berated Birmingham, but you yes. can get great pretzels there. Lots of people berate Birmingham and I just think... It has its downsides, and it also has many wonderful attributes as, as well. Mm. Just like any city. It's, it's It's particularly rough around the edges, but it's, it can also be a wonderful place. Very friendly people there. Very friendly people.
1: As soon as you leave London, you see Britons without that urban reserve.
2: I was in a part of Birmingham where that was so on the down side of things if i can put it that way that i was grateful just to see a chain grocery store right so it was fairly grim there
1: did the high or if you will low street involve yes a chicken shop a
2: poundland bookmakers oh, not so much a poundland because that's a chain Right. It did have a place called, I can't remember what it was. I think it was a Chinese food place, a takeaway place. Right. And I think it was called something like Golden Palace Corner. Right. And I looked at it and I thought, but it's not on a corner. It was like in a row of shops and it was like in the middle.
1: Maybe at one time. But it was like Golden Corner. Maybe at one time they were based in a corner, and then decided to move to an up-and-coming area. We can only hope, Dookie. The Chinese have moved in. That place is going to be on the up soon.
2: We can only hope. But the the I, and the people were very friendly, and the center of Birmingham is very, you know, it's very vibrant and. They, you know, they've done it all up. They've put millions and millions into Birmingham city centre. And the station is amazing now. The station Mm. is glossy and amazing. But that doesn't mean that I didn't also see a smackhead fall over and hit his head so badly that he had to be taken away by paramedics. It's not every day you get a chance to meet one of my family members. That's very funny, Dookie. So, anyway, yes, I've been in the wilds of Birmingham while you two have merrily gone off down to the seaside. And I have to say, I'm a little bit jealous. Marsha
1: and myself were looking for a respite from the results of the election.
2: Yeah, the election's kind of a bummer, Dookie. Kind of a bummer.
1: The bottom line is that we were really hopeful for that Rotarian election that was taking place in Tacoma, Washington. Yeah. And there was one candidate that we were hoping uh, would be chosen. Yeah. And sadly, it looks like they're going to become uh, a bit more like...
2: I'm thinking they might go more the way of the Freemasons, like, you know, secret society with kind of all like the the funny handshakes and... You know, kind of a whole lot of, you know, a whole
1: lot of something.
2: Punchy men kind of walking around, you know, not being very tolerant in the way that they we're used to with the Rotarians. So, we, you know, having a new Grand Pooh Boss who's, you know, that these people are supporting, it, it, it's a bummer. But, you know, we, I guess we got to. We gotta live with it.
1: Our thoughts go out to all of the residents of Tacoma, Washington, yeah. and indeed all Rotarians.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you know, but getting down to the seaside, as as you Brits call it, is is I just call it the beach. Uh, is a good way of you know trying to help us get over some of the on we. Absolutely. Because there's been some ennui on the on the Dookie radio show, and so there's we had to been get a wee away.
1: bit of ennui.
2: Yeah, there's been some ennui. So it's a shame you couldn't come with us, Sylv. I'm very regretful. Very regretful. Your presence was missed. I think we should all make a trip down there before Christmas.
1: Brighton is genuinely my home away from home. It's a, a great place. i spent a lot of time down there, and it is a bit like London on Sea. Yet the sea prevents it from sprawling into something that it need not turn into.
2: Yeah, it's had a lot of changes since I was there. I mean, it's it's getting, you know, you know, not that it needed a lot of changes, but it's just getting like a, a kind of jujier, as you Brits would Zuzier. say. Yeah, like you know, it's getting define jujier. Well, like you Sylvia's saying about Birmingham, uh, you know, getting a little more glassy. I guess it's getting a little. A little more glossy in places, you know, not all over, but, you know, in places.
1: I think one thing that was quite interesting is that in Brighton Lanes, the north part of the lanes, which is a bit like Camden Town in a way.
2: Is that what you call them little tiny little alleyway pedestrianized streets? Lanes. Yeah, OK. Yeah, just checking.
1: It was interesting to see right in the middle of Brighton Lanes, the north part, Costa Coffee. Now, Marsha, I know that you are a huge aficionado of coffee retail outlets. On the Dookie radio show, you used to have a segment called Bean and Gone. Yeah, yeah. And Costa means a lot to you. How do you feel about seeing a national retail outlet in an area that you associate with independent concerns. Well,
2: yeah, and, you know, I feel bad about it because, you know, the lanes, you know, all them little pedestrianised little tiny streets they got going on there. You know, they got a lot of hippie kind of places. And, you know, I think we should be supporting them. And, you know, I think it's kind of a shame that these big bully coffee shops have moved in. So that's the hippie side of me. And then the other side of me who likes comfort and consistency also says, you know, I, I did go to, but I went to Nero. I went to Nero, right? Right. There
1: are other there coffee are retail There are other outlets. giant
2: bullying corporate coffee hmm. places to go. Uh, yeah, because I don't know. I think cost is getting a little, I don't know, a little too corporate even for me. What's with the Christmas music, man? I mean, my God.
1: The Christmas music seems to have been piped into many a shop from the middle of October onwards. Yeah, but cost
2: is really bad, man. I mean, they start playing that... What is that song? So here it is, Merry Christmas. Slade. Oh, God, they start playing that song, like, in the first week in November. And I'm, like, sitting there going, we got eight weeks of this? Really? I can't. Nero, you know, you go in there and you get some nice Beethoven or something. Mm. Or, you know, some, some really depressing classical music. But, you know, at least it's not.
1: Barber's Adagio for strings in D minor.
2: Is that the really sad one? It is a sad one. Yeah, that, you know, that. But, mm. you know, at least I'd rather have that than... I can't take it.
1: Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Oh, God, maca. somebody
2: just jab me in the eye with a panini. You know what I mean? <laughs> just kill me. Uh, just batter you, me to death with can, a brownie. Can you actually jab somebody... In the I, eye with a panini. It, if it you meant, can now. If it meant that I never had to hear that song again, I'd, I'd let somebody have a good try. You so know, you would
1: blind yourself so as to be able to hear the music yeah, that's true. with Maybe I, greater clarity. I didn't
2: think it through. I'm <laughs> to, I'm, and I'm not saying that I'm humbug about Christmas. I'm not saying that. I, I like Christmas. It's fine. Mm. I'm just saying, you know, if you hear the same song over and over and over and over and over and over again for eight weeks it it gives me the rage that's all i'm saying anyway yeah brighton i think i think people should go to the independents and support those places and i also think the independents have a responsibility to to make sure that they're consistent and that they have comfortable seating mm. so that i'm not sitting on like a a wooden stool that's like the same height as a kindergarten chair you know what I mean Mm-mm. so you know I'm pulled in both directions there's also
1: an issue in Brighton and many cities in the UK and around the world of hipster service where a person with a beard and that whole kind of Victorian look takes bloody ages to get your hot beverage to you
2: yeah, I'm not so – I don't really care about that so much as long as they give me a good product. You know, the only problem that I have with places like that, like I tried to support an independent about five months ago that's near where where we live. And, you know, I just really wanted a, a, an espresso with whipped cream, right, <clears throat> which you, you can get in these corporate – that's – you know, I just wanted one because it's nice and and i went in and i was like you know i'm gonna feel really proud of myself and support this independent place and i and i went in there and i said can we have can i please have a, a double espresso with whipped cream and the woman looked at me with such withering contempt and said we don't do that kind of thing here and yeah she was upset that you were in effect and
1: to use a bit of snow sport terminology going off piste off the menu
2: yeah and i was like you know don't you know i'm trying to support you and you're treating me like you know kind of a dick Mm. did you see that thing on facebook where somebody took a sign somebody went to one of those hipster coffee cafe coffee cafes Mm. i can't say that coffee cafes And they had a sign up saying, please do us a favor of tasting our coffee first before adding sullying it with sugar. And the person who posted it said they just wanted to, even though they didn't actually take sugar, they just wanted to like <laughs> grab 10 packets of sugar and pour them all into their coffee whilst maintaining eye contact with the barista. And I just thought that was very amusing. It's the new punk. Yeah, that that's the problem I have. It's like, be hipster. You know, I don't have a problem with it. I don't care about... There's always some new generation coming up. with. You know, it's the hippies or I the wasn't punks having the, the hipsters. Go, I wasn't
1: having a go at the hipsters themselves.
2: It's just the cafes. Yeah, it's the... Just don't be pretentious with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's coffee.
1: I mean, basically, you've just ordered, in my case, a tea and a, a coffee with whoever I may be going to said hipster... Uh, joint with, and where you get no greeting, and you wait about fifteen minutes for something that yeah, should take only—I
2: just you know three minutes. I guess the rule of thumb that I have is just don't treat me like a dick, right? You know, and that is that setting the bar pretty low, maybe, but you know that's the way it is. Uh, just don't treat me like an asshole, and you know, give me a decent coffee.
1: If you see Marsha turning up at your coffee retail establishment, don't treat her like a dick or an asshole. And if you don't mind, I'm going to go off-piste. Or cunt, and you will be rewarded with a happy customer.
2: It's like Sylv, you set the bar a little bit lower when you stayed in a hotel with no windows and now you're trotting off to your your little hotel that you stay in usually in, in Birmingham. I never seen somebody so grateful when they got home. I've got windows. Oh dookie, I tell you it was it was a revelation. The week after I stayed in the in the pod with no windows mm. and then I and I and I went back. And I stayed in my usual hotel that does have windows. Mm. When I walked into the room, I just, I nearly got down on my knees and wept for that one little skanky window. And it's, you know, it's, it's not a posh hotel, but it was, yeah. And I, oh, I could breathe in the city smog. And it was a wonderful, wonderful thing. So that's, yes, that's setting the bar pretty low for your hotel expectations. Does your room have a window?
1: Hoteliers ensure that your rooms have a window and that you don't treat Sylvia like a dick, an asshole, or indeed a cunt.
2: We're setting the pretty, the bar pretty low on customer service, I guess, (laughs) uh, uh, a little bit. You know, speaking of Marsha, you know the the customer service where where you went and dropped your dog off. What was pretty interesting.
1: As Marsha and myself went down to Brighton together, we stayed with some lovely friends of yours who have a number of cats. And that meant that the lovely Molly, the Dukey radio show yeah. dog,
2: yeah. couldn't come along. And I couldn't watch her. And I was very sad about that. Very sad.
1: So I looked around the world and everywhere, including the interweb, to find... The perfect kennels yeah, how near you, Brighton. How does
2: somebody like you find a find a kennel to put your dog? Because that must be like finding a, a daycare for your kid. Because very much so. Because you're you know you're, you
1: need to look at the offstead.
2: Yeah, you're like pretty, results
1: and rankings.
2: Yeah, you're pretty precious about that animal. Yes, and so I am
1: in a big way. You yes. know,
2: yeah, and I, you know, I expect if people have dogs and they're dropping them off at a kennel, they, you know, they want to make sure that they're being looked after. So yeah, you you found this place based on on what proximity? Proximity yeah. to Brighton or to London, and but did reviews. Didn't, you didn't take her to the house of Hugo, which has featured on this show before. Yes. I've got to say, I reached out to them to find out about their f- formalities. You're, you're angry with them, aren't you, Dookie? And they I'm didn't get back to me. No, Dookie, that is not why you and I are angry oh, with no, them. Something Let's else. face it. Let's face it, Dookie. Matt and Leon, or Leon and Matt, the, the two boys. people behind the boys, as the, they are known or were known,
1: the two men behind House of Hugo, a hotel for dogs. Yes, they. Split up. They featured on a television series for those who haven't been listening to the Dukey Radio the show back in the day. Yes.
2: One of the listeners from this show actually went down to the house of Hugo because we'd mentioned it. Indeed. Just to see the place, which I thought was a wonderful thing to do. And we went down to the place to see it because Matt and Leon were so wonderful and we love their show so much about this hotel for dogs. Yes. Matt made an unwise decision in my humble opinion mm. and decided mm. that he was going to go off with other men and break leon's heart and in this particular case there aren't other men leon leon was a
1: business is absolutely fabulous I want to be Leon in my next
2: Yeah, you guys are, you know, there's always two sides to any relationship breakup. (laughs) No, there isn't. Matt did the dirty on Leon and I will never forgive him.
1: In that world, I wouldn't have thought it, it would have been a problem. But anyway, we'll talk about that another time. We've got cock rings and indeed balls to be discussing later. So House of Hugo was out. They didn't get back to me, number one. Number two... The issue of the split, it hurts me. So I trawled through many a website for a kennel in Greater London, in East Sussex, in West Sussex. I was willing to travel out of my way to ensure that Molly was going to be well looked Dookie, after.
2: Dookie, you went from thinking about taking your dog to Testosterone Town, which was this house of Hugo, right? Mm. To taking her to estrogen heaven
1: the basically going from a sausage fest to a clam jamboree. Yeah, it
2: was a clam jamboree in there, man. Mm. I mean, I don't I've never been to one of these things, so it was kind of interesting to me to see you know what happens. I guess I pictured it like a daycare, and mm. it kind of is. Yes.
1: It's the place that I chose which in order to protect the guilty Let's call them equine
2: fems. Equine fems. There was, some pr- yeah, there was a lot of, I mean, there wasn't any testosterone around there for miles no, from no, what I could tell.
1: Not at all. I, I think mean, I was it.
2: You had women literally riding horses. Don't you have a friend that would have really gone nuts for that?
1: A recent Dookie Radio Show guest from December of 2015, David Harmon has a bit of a thing for horsey women. And I will let him know about equine Mm -hmm. femmes because uh, I think it, it would be very good for him. And he also has a dog named Kai. Although he lives about 150 miles away from said kennels, I think he'd be willing to travel. He likes to see women in jodhpurs who look like they've been working with horses a great deal.
2: Wow, that's yeah. Wow. So let me get this straight: the the women working there were horsey women.
1: Yes, and they're but also not dog horses. Women. Sorry. But not dog women. Oh no, they were doggy women as well. But you know, they're, they're a, bit a horsey, like horsey in but demeanor.
2: But there seemed to be some sort of riding school or something next door. Yes, right. Because when we were in the reception with the the dog women, there was a load of women who rode by on horses.
1: Correct. I see. And Marsha was expecting it to be a bit like a daycare centre, which you imagine to be in the middle of a town and to be in quite a, a clinical-looking facility, that kind of thing. This organisation, based in the middle of They're East in, Sussex... In the middle in of nowhere. In the middle nowhere. of nowhere, yes. Yeah,
2: God. I mean, you had to drive down a dirt track for about a mile just to get there.
1: This place was in the middle of nowhere.
2: It was just... the
1: thing. You that- could not even get... A mobile phone signal.
2: Yeah, God, it was was remote, man, which I guess is what you want with a lot of dogs around. The thing that fascinated me was the juxtaposition between you dropping your dog off and you picking your dog up.
1: When we dropped the molly off. Were they good to the dog? Oh, they were lovely. At the drop-off stage.
2: At the drop-off?
1: It was like a celebrity welcome.
2: It was like pride. It was like the happiest, most buoyant atmosphere, like the welcoming committee with the with the poppers and and the and the whatever.
1: It was like confetti. It was like the Fourth of July for Americans. It was like Canada Day for Canadians. It was like Anzac Day for Aussies and Kiwis.
2: They had dog receptionists. Yes. Didn't they, Dookie? They
1: had, uh, they had two spaniels and oh, dookie. another cute dog. So we were met by three dogs and, goodness, six women. It was a clam jamboree. What? They were the- lovely at the drop off stage. And they
2: were chatty, and, you know, you were all loved up the dog receptionist, mm. and they were all interested in your dog, and one woman was crying. Not because of Molly. No. But uh, she she'd obviously had to step outside for a cry again,
1: not because of Molly,
2: not because of anything, but y- yeah. And that was interesting because when they when she came back in, they were trying to use your dog to cheer her up. Yes, that sounds very interesting so
1: it was a very lovely
2: lovely drop off it was buoyant and
1: i felt all that research that i did to find an appropriate kennels paid off they
2: were lovely now now the the pickup because i was interested again to see you know what happens when you when this you know this whole thing fascinates me because i don't know anything about dogs the pickup dookie was Some like three
1: days later
2: yeah not even mm. that i mean not
1: two and a half days. yeah
2: like it was like a reposing yes I, th- I don't even know what that is but i know somebody who had to go to a reposing mm. and he told me somebody died who somebody knew that somebody knew that somebody knew that he knew and i was like i don't even know what that is what well, you go look at a body yes right
1: Have you lost someone near and dear to you? A loved one or even a mere acquaintance? The Amersford Reposing Centre is here to help and we deliver a five-star service for all your reposing needs. Your dearly departed family member, partner, colleague or random stranger might be dead, but thanks to our live streaming webcam facilities, mourners, family members, exes, lovers, enemies and even highly inquisitive people that got nothing to do with your family or the people you know can take part in the Reposing even if they're a great distance away from Amosford. Our award-winning Reposing services can be viewed wherever one can log on to the interweb including Australia, New Zealand, Canada, America, South Africa, the UK and most of the world with the exception of the Oil of Sky. We offer the best lighting and production value of any other live reposing streaming service in all of Amesford. And after all is said and done, we're all gonna die someday. So you might as well look good and book your future reposing with Amesford Reposing Centre now. We're all gonna die someday, Lord, we're all gonna die someday. feels that he's over the hill, but we're I think, I think my dog might be an asshole.
2: Yeah, I thought, has your dog been an asshole? I mean, the the way those women looked at you was like, oh, here comes the owner of the dickwad dog. And Jesus, uh, you know, can we get that thing out of here?
1: I've seen footage of John F. Kennedy's funeral, 1963 where Jackie Kennedy is weeping away. It it felt like that when I went to collect Molly.
2: Was the crying girl there and still crying? No,
1: she'd perhaps... They were all about crying this time. Yes. The condition had spread. The condition had spread. Was it down to your dog, Dookie? I don't know.
2: You don't know. Did you not ask? Well, was she an asshole? (sighs) I mean i asked after her you know how did she get on they didn't say that she they just said she didn't need it first and then she did but that they kind of thing yeah. and they just all sat there like they they didn't even say hello when we they all looked up like we had just like gate crashed a reposing mm. like everybody's viewing the body of dead edna may right and mm. the, commu- the stalwart of the the farming community everybody loved and she died she's like 98 and everybody's you know they all looked up like we came in with the party poppers in the midst of viewing Edna May's dead bones mm. and they didn't say hello or they just looked like they'd all been crying and they handed your dog over like she was a pair of your dirty underwear Right, Mm. Mm. and Dookie, I don't know what. Would you take her back there? I don't think so. Oh, Dookie, I just
1: felt as though I felt like I went from hero to zero, and now I'm aware that that place was a bit like the maxi pad. There are a lot of women there. There are a lot of tears there are a lot of tears men can be assholes as well i'm not doing the whole gender thing but it, it was a bit Marsha. you are a woman did it not seem incredibly hormonal in that See, place
2: my, my feeling about being at work can be you know the fact that there was like five of them there if one of you is upset that's fine but the mm. rest of you got to step up right absolutely and, and i think you know if you got to cry when you're at work you know go outside Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, I've been at work, and I gotta, I gotta stick a smile on, right, Dookie? As you do. You, we all gotta stick a smile on. I mean, Sylvia, you were in a room in, in with no windows, worrying about the Rotarians' election, right? Mm. It was awful. And, and did you go to work the next day and treat everybody like a dick? I hope not. I certainly hope not. Uh, I can't imagine that you did, so... You know what I mean? I mean, it doesn't take a lot of energy to say hi. You know, here's your dog. You know, she was she did okay or what? She's fine or whatever, right? You got to cry go outside. Yeah. Does that make does that make me heartless? No,
1: not at all. Ultimately, they're providing a service, a service that but I paid
2: for. There was 5 of them for God's sake. Mm. I mean, like could you know the other four could have said oh hi you know even one of them could have said hi they need to change the name from
1: equine femmes to moody as fuck equine fems. Uh,
2: that was some pretty moody customer service i gotta say that was pretty moody to hmm. go from you know parades hello to reposings oh no yeah that 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 was pretty you not had that when you've dropped your dog off before and picked her up No, absolutely the first time that's happened. Dookie, how is the dog now? Because she's she's lying here now and she seems very tired. Is she okay? She's absolutely fine. Well, okay, so that's okay, I
1: I genuinely believe that she was looked after very well, walked loads. Even though it's possible she was an asshole. Uh, it's possible,
2: Dookie, she You're looking. Polly's lovely.
1: I don't think she's
2: looking... an asshole. Yeah, yeah, she is a wonderful dog, and she ha- also has a history of biting other dogs. So, is that what you're worried about? A little bit, but I
1: don't. I don't know. I don't know what. To what think.
2: Sylvia's trying to say is that she's she's a great dog, but she also can. She does have the capacity for assholery.
1: Everybody has the capacity for assholery, including the new Grand Pooh Bar. Of the Rotarians. Yeah. Tacoma, Washington yeah. chapter.
2: Yeah. Which is why be... we were in Brighton. Yeah, and, and, yeah, like I said, there's been a lot of changes. What is this about a cock ring? Well, the... What is the deal with that thing, man? I mean... Brighton has experienced many
1: new things. New shops, new restaurant chains. And one of the new elements to
2: things things one of the new things it's a thing it is a thing it's a great big old thing london has the london eye yeah the great
1: big ferris wheel which is run by british airways yeah and i think building on that kind of ride if you will that enables users visitors to enjoy the surroundings.
2: Dookie, can I just stop you there? Yes. Because, you know, Brighton has an, a massive gay community. Correct. So everything you say sounds like a gay innuendo to me. Yes. Okay, is that... Can we just say that... Can I, I just need to say that. That's fine.
1: It's not as though this episode is called Yogurt, A Cock ring, and Bob's Balls.
2: It, it's a big
1: thing. It's a very big thing. So British Airways building on their success in London with the London Eye, a Ferris wheel, have erected... Oh, they've
2: erected something.
1: A huge cock ring that enables visitors to enter it and to view in a rotating 360-degree panoramic splendour, a vast expanse of sea and Brighton and the surrounding greenery near I've it.
2: seen pictures of this thing mm. because one of the piers burned down yes in brighton you brits have a problem with piers burning down don't you like in lots of seaside towns mm. where you have a pier that goes out into the water mm. in this country i don't know about the states because i don't really know about piers pleasure piers do they not really exist burn. as much yeah but Atlantic why do they burn City, down so much one. yes but they, they burn down a lot. And it's like, you would think that the thing in the water would be the least likely to burn down. That's a good point. But it seems that like they're actually... Them. So anyway, Brighton had two piers, and now one of them is burned down. Mm. So it only has one. But the, the skeleton of the burned down one is still there, and it looks kind of cool. Yes. And so... Is it right that they erected this massive thing Mm. right by the burndown pier?
1: Correct. It's right in front of it.
2: So it's a big straight thing. Yes. With a ring around it. Correct. And the ring goes up and down. Yes. I'm
1: terribly sorry to interrupt this banter. It's your semi-friendly factoid checker here. The name of this attraction is in fact called British Airways I-360 Brighton. Which is in fact a vertical cable car which does resemble a cock ring.
2: We we didn't do it and because the weather was really bad and we thought if we get all the way up to the top of this thing right uh you know what are you gonna see clouds?
1: cloud and then just a vast expanse of sea
2: yeah so you get into this this ring and it's all windows around so you like you say you got a 360 degree view Mm. and then you go up the stick thing yes yeah so if if listeners are because you know if i was listening to this i don't i struggle to visualize things so if anybody's like me like that if you put up your middle finger, right, on, say, your left hand. Mm. And then with your right hand, you fashion a circle with your index finger and your thumb, right? Mm. And then place your your index finger and thumb over the finger and move it up and down, right? That's like this thing.
1: Which looks like a cock and has a cock ring going yeah. up and down it. Yeah. And it, it is it is incredibly phallic. And it does look like it's giving a big... Finger yeah, to but the seat w-
2: with the ring going up and down in the same way that the CN Tower
1: in Toronto feels like a big kind of fuck you to
2: yeah that's kind of more decorative than this thing is this thing is like I don't know I think it's kind of ugly mm. but you know next time we go down there I think I think we should all go in it because it could be
1: cool mm, true eighteen pounds per person though <gasps> whoa that's a lot of money to. Basically, go up. How long does it take? Cock. Twenty minutes or so. Okay. You have to allocate thirty minutes, and but it takes twenty minutes or so, and you get to go up and. I think down I'd rather the, go
2: eat cotton the candy shaft. on the pier mm. than going up and down a the shaft.
1: There are also Perfectly. some. Yeah, there's some uh, tower blocks which are only a few floors, you know, just beneath the topmost phallic. Uh, part of this the shaft huge uh, the, yes
2: yeah yeah I guess you know maybe you could just go knock on some, you know ring somebody's bell and say can I come up into your apartment and just have a look because yeah, you I'll, know you
1: might I'll pay you 10 pounds you can make me a cup of tea
2: yeah it's just kind of interesting the way you know Brighton is known for its, its gay community mm. and so they erected a shaft And you and I really didn't think that much about it until that night that we'd just come out from getting something to eat and all those drunk people were there. It was
1: like, oh, come on, take a photo of us. Take a photo of us. Can you get the cock ring in the background? Yeah,
2: yeah. and then I thought, oh, yeah, she's drunk, but she's right, it does look like a shaft with a big Mm. cock. They were pretty excited about that. Mm. That guy got kind of handsy with you. He did. I think maybe he was hoping that I was sporting a cock ring. He got a hand with you. He did.
1: He hugged me once when I made an innuendo about the cock ring. And yeah, yeah, it's fine.
2: I think that was a pretty severe hangover the next day. For him? Yeah, pretty, pretty severe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was, he was feeling your butt at one
1: point yes sobriety was uh, not even an option for him
2: no uh, yeah no that's true Definitely. so yeah so then so there's the shaft with the ring around it that goes up and down it's kind of mm. you know it's interesting and then dookie got all excited about a dog called bob yes bob i've seen pictures of bob I think I'm in love with Bob. If
1: you go to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page, you will be able to see photos of Bob. He is fabulous. And the Cockring Tower. You can get to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page by clicking your way to facebook.com forward slash the Dukey Radio Show.
2: I think I'm the most
1: jealous that I didn't get to meet Bob. While going to one of the coffee retail establishments that our very own Marsha is a fan of, yeah we saw a dog sitting upright yeah very very quietly looking quite dignified with yeah. not one yeah but two tennis balls in its mouth
2: he looked pretty stupid mm. i think he looked lovely and and dookie didn't you say that his owner said that he will only sit there and be good if he has his balls in his mouth correct. And didn't you say that he, he would prefer three? That he could fit three in his mouth?
1: Yes. We were in Bryson talking about the number of balls that that Bob could put in his mouth.
2: Yeah, they, they were just a couple sitting there reading the paper and they had their stupid looking dog under the table with his enormous tennis balls in his mouth i thought the dog was really 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 cute but it it was pretty funny Mm. it was funny and uh, apparently
1: when they used to take bob to that very same coffee retail establishment without the balls he would be quite fidgety and just a bit of a weapon to deal with yeah And they worked out that with one ball, he'd be slightly more relaxed. With two balls, they could take all the time in the world. And they were basically going through huge newspapers with many a supplement. They were there for the duration. And as were we. And Bob just sat there, two balls in his mouth.
2: I think sometimes Dookie, especially in Brighton, the only thing that's going to pacify you is having a couple of balls in your mouth true and maybe three or a good cock ring or or going up and down a big shaft maybe that's the only thing that'll pacify you. i feel like we're stepping on sue's toes a little bit yes it's not quite dirty enough though really yeah brighton's not well you know depending on no, how I, figuratively dirty. yeah not you know
1: yeah now often when one has been dirty the nether region sometimes needs the application of some yoghurt. This they? is not a medical...
2: Jesus. This is not
1: a medical what part kind of, of this show. Wait a minute,
2: what kind of segue is that? That's the weirdest segue I ever heard in my life.
1: It's a very, very um, tenuous segue. You know, it was a bit tenuous, Dookie. But it does take us to yoghurt, or as the North Americans say, yoghurt
2: yeah because yeah because you spell it differently too
1: correct yeah we spell it uh y-o-g-h-u-r-t in north america it is without, without the E-H. H.
2: yeah which is better
1: <laughs> let's not go there <laughs> especially not post the, the election the of the rotarians Ro- 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 yeah of the tacoma washington yeah rotarians yeah
2: all right fair enough
1: while walking through the many alleyways and streets of Brighton, the one thing that Marsha and myself noticed, street art, street graffiti, rather, by a tagger named Yogurt.
2: Yeah, the first time I saw it on one of those big bins, big, what do you call them? Garbage skips. Skips. We, uh, we call You call it dump dumpsters. Dumpster, yeah. Right, yeah. But you can call them skits. The first time I saw the word Yogurt, spray-painted on a on mm. a dumpster. You know, I just kind of thought, you know, like the back of your brain kind of goes, that doesn't make any sense, but, you know, whatever. I thought it might be the name of
1: a shop nearby, and All that right. was their skip. And then we walked down the road, and I thought, my word, how large is this concern? Yeah. And then we worked out then after I saw it seeing... Again. Yeah, and we saw Yogurt on many,
2: many a, a street surface. There and was... What the word yogurt? Yes, was spray painted mm. on lots of different things. Yes, right. Doors,
1: skips, walls. That's very odd. It's really, really strange, and it's kind of
2: weirdly Brightonian as well. That's like the most innocuous like tag. You know, it. You know, it doesn't say dick or you know fuck or you know screw your your mom or
1: like, you know street demon or oh, yes. something with a number in it, it it's yes or it, it, it doesn't
2: so, say any of that
1: yeah it's, it's so just plain yogurt. and i don't just mean plain yogurt
2: yeah it could be you
1: know and it just got me thinking about what might be going through the, the headspace of this artist tagger are they called taggers taggers i believe Mother. so And, you know, we don't know if it is a he or a she, or indeed somebody who is neither, somebody who is in transition, a transitional tagger, perhaps.
2: I'm going to say I picture it being a young man. I don't know why, that's a stereotype, but, you know, that's just what I picture. It
1: is bright and anything goes. And it just got me thinking of
2: yoghurt. It's just a weird weird moniker to have maybe this person is just really proud of how in britain mm. the yogurt is really nice because i remember when i first moved to this country i had my first fruit corner mm. which is where you get this square container that's divided by a diagonal and in one corner is the yogurt and in another corner it's like the fruity stuff and And that was the best thing I ever tasted in my life.
1: Because you can mix the yogurt with the fruit to your
2: taste. And they call it um, a Muller fruit corner. Yes. And I just remember going, oh, my God, this is the best yogurt I've ever had in my life. So and it's just it just tastes like less artificial, like it has less. And I'm sure it still has lots of additives and stuff in it, but it just tastes less artificial. So maybe this person is just like, hey, let's big up the British yogurt industry.
1: To be fair, a lot of those yogurt companies are from the continent. Isn't
2: Muller German? Maybe yogurt is German. Yogurt the person, that is. Oh, is this a reaction to Brexit, perhaps? Yeah, maybe he's coming over here going, you know, don't forget the continental yogurt, even though you want to leave the European Union. Or perhaps... We're back to the idea of
1: cleansing. Let's what add it, some yogurt to your system. What
2: is with you in the... Oh, I thought you meant like putting it in you. Like in I, another
1: orifice. I meant that earlier. What? I did indeed yeah, mean I that know earlier. some women do that. Yes. I may have done that once or twice. Maybe some of the women at uh, Equine Femmes needed to.
2: Yeah, there was that.
1: Maybe there were some issues.
2: I think they had a lot of issues. But it's got me
1: thinking, what kind of person is Yogurt? And poor Marsha had to deal with me finding the character, finding motivation that this tagger, this potential transitional tagger, might have explored before he, she, he, she, it went off on their sprain spree around Hove and Bryson. Yeah, and it's, it's all these kind of lyrical combinations started going through my head. And yeah,
2: it's... like yogurt is a lyrical gangster. <laughs> exactly. That's where we're trying to get to, aren't we, Dookie?
1: Spread it going to taste me Our coastal town's going to rock my flavour Spreading my word with Muller light On every street I work all through the night I live in Brighton I've got a fruit corner My hood is green No toys to annoy ya yorker is my name Come on world and meet your saviour yorker is my name Join this party and be a player. Yogurt is my name. non plain, Greek style or low fat. Yogurt is my name. I ain't I do I wanna hear about that.
0: It's just,
2: it's very different to what you would hear from, like, a grime artist mm. or, like, Lil Wayne. It's very, I mean, how many rappers are rapping about yogurt?
1: None. Or using, using yogurt as the arc, a, a
2: metaphor for cleansing the city. It makes- there was no misogyny in the track either. Exactly, which can only be a good thing, and it reminds me of uh, Penfold, who we haven't heard on this show for a while. Who, who didn't he rap about his uh, negative equity in his in his home? Yes, Penfold that he was trying to sell.
1: Yeah, also known as Pfold, uh, had a rap about how the council rejected his planning permission application for getting his loft converted.
2: I think we need to, you know. It, i don't know i can't remember which episode that was on but i think if people might want to hear that three and a half
1: years ago yes
2: people might want to hear that because it was very good and it's very different to lots of rap that you get
1: (laughs) really okay well with that in mind at the end of the show penfold will make another appearance with his ode to having difficulties with the council and getting his loft converted,
2: Dookie. Mm. Uh, we had a good time. Brighton was absolutely brilliant. Uh, nothing bad happened. Nothing bad happened. At nothing all. bad happened because you know it's it's been you know a time on the Dookie radio show that's been bad stuff happening. And the only bad thing that happened was Sylv wasn't there to join us. Sylvia, it did not feel right without you. We had a
1: great time. We would have had I a much better time terribly. had you been there.
2: And, Dukey, you also got word that somebody pretty special is going to be on the show?
1: Yes, we're very, very excited to report that the Dukey Radio Show will be welcoming the Edinburgh Award nominee... Sarah Kendall. She's so lovely Dookie. Into the Dookie radio Show Studio. She's so lovely.
2: We've and she's seen, so funny.
1: Absolutely. We're well, very very excited to be uh, having her as a guest very soon.
2: Dookie, uh yeah. I think you bagged you bagged a real good in there. You bagged a good. You bagged some good goodins lately and you bagged another one. Pretty good. Uh, I'm still a little worried that your dog's an asshole.
1: I don't think equine women like her,
2: <laughs> uh, Dookie, I'm not sure that they like you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but maybe
2: Dave Harmon is in with a chance. Yeah, job. So if you, yeah, if you bring your dog back there, I'd get, I'd get your man to bring her in there for you, Dukey. She's not an asshole. She's just excitable, like you.
1: I'm excitable, but I think I might be, you know, prone to the bit, to a bit of assholery, as we all are.
2: Yeah, well, aren't we all?
1: I think I might need to get a cock ring. (laughs) Well, that is indeed your lot. You've been listening to a yoghurt, a cock ring and Bob's Bores. My name is Dukey, and I've been your host. Until next time, may the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday. Now it's time for me to go and... uh, pop my weasel thanks for listening half a pound of tuppenny rice half a pound of treacle that's the way the money goes pop goes the
2: weasel
1: facebook click on your mouse to want It will not take an Facebook. www.facebook.com. Forward slash the Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. The thin white Dukey is right. Click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page www.facebook.com forward slash The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show.
2: Talk to me more about how the economy works on the planet Alderon. Mm. This one's
1: from the... About oppression, I have a dream. About my planning permission being rejected by the council. Why?